Becky left the chat. This is our schedule for one fall feed. I am your host. My name is Pat. I'm here with my co-host Jen. Hey. And together we're gonna give you a 30 year and up tour of uh, WWF wrestling, right? 30 years in the past. Everybody's going back. Everybody's got the nostalgic feels. We figured we might as well rewatch this wrestling while we're sitting at home doing nothing, right, Jen? Yeah, nothing. Um, I don't know. Nothing makes me feel as nostalgic as 90s wrestling. For real. Like, it really, it hits that nostalgic bone. You know? There is something about the scripted slash unscripted nature of 90s wrestling where it's like, yeah, obviously a lot of this stuff, they had to have cameras set up and people pre-positioned uh, in order to get those good shots, especially in a Royal Rumble coming up where, of course, we have no, we have 100 refs, but we have no camera to be able to tell us who won. Uh, just, a, just a lot of a lot of fun stuff. And then with the ability to stream with YouTube, with Peacock TV, with the internet, a lot of people have already combed through these archives uh, with their home tape collections and with going back and forth on Reddit boards and stuff to review some of these episodes. And now it's a lot of it's available. So uh, for the first part of our podcast year, uh, going up until about April, uh, we will be relying a lot on YouTube. Uh, there are a couple different events that we are able to catch on Peacock as they keep adding them. Um, but we're going to be kind of focusing on superstars and then anything else that we can find. We're going to tell you guys at the beginning of every podcast exactly what we're uh, going to be talking about today, as well as what we're going to be talking about um, in terms of the next episode. So this way, it gives you a little bit of a roadmap, gives you a little bit of a, of a buffer to catch up, come along, and you don't have to worry about where we're going. Um, sometimes episodes are going to be longer than others. Uh, this first one might be a little short, might not, because there's not a whole heck of a lot going on. But we promise we're going to take all your feedback and all your suggestions to heart. Maybe Brett, maybe Owen, I don't know. Cheesy joke. Dad joke's about. But um, <laughs> we're going to get started today. We're going to go through... I get it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's easy for me to get you to figure it out. We're going to go through um, three days, three events. We have a January 4th, 1992 episode of Superstars, January 11th, 1992 episode of Superstars, and the January 12th Wrestling Challenge. We're really going to focus on one clip, which we'll get to and build to throughout this episode. Um, to get started, we... Uh, Wait, so just to clarify, we're doing two weeks. Right we're now, covering two yeah. weeks at a time. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I mean, what we're going to do. So hopefully, if all goes well, within six months, we'll be into 92. Uh, and we're going to slow down a little. Three months? No, 93. 93, yeah, we are 92. Yeah. Uh, because then we, we get raw. So yeah. then it um it escalates a little bit. And then at that point, we'll be doing a couple hours of content a week uh, that we'll be reviewing. So we're not asking people to power watch all of this stuff. We're asking them to go at a pretty leisurely pace. I mean, if you show up to any rewatch podcast, you probably watched an hour or two of a show or something. That's kind of where we are with this. Long intro short. We're going to also put in our liner notes, in the notes in the bottom of the podcast feed, the times that we will be talking about each episode. So just in case you don't know um, or didn't get a chance to watch something or you just want to hear us go off about something else, we will uh, have that available for you to look at. I have a side a side question for you about liner sure. notes. Yeah. Do you ever, like, 
And I'm not, I mean, I know people love liner notes and use them and stuff. Do you ever use them when you go to podcasts? First of all. I, I have never looked at a liner note once I in my life. I assume that they're called liner notes. And the answer is I do. <laughs> I think uh, they are. I think they are. For most of the podcasts. When I first click on it. So when I, when I click on the details, I click on it because I just want to get a vague idea sometimes. Especially if it's a podcast that has like multiple different things in it. So it says like I'm talking like an interview with this person and that and that. Because if I don't necessarily want to hear the interview then I can get an idea about what the content is that I want to hear, how long it is. Right. So it works out pretty well. Like in this case, if you're just like, ah, you know, I don't want to watch those YouTube clips. I just want to be here for the barbershop incident. Fine. You'll see exactly what time that is. Jump in here. We have to say jump out. And then next week you want to, you know, watch the Royal Rumble. You know, we'll go through. Um, we won't maybe necessarily highlight each match, but we'll definitely highlight when we get to some of the fun stuff that we're going to be doing talking about these guys in these matches. Yeah. Um, but... We are also going to, at the end of every week, we are going to talk about um, talk about our money grab of the week, mullet of the week, and uh, any sort of you know special promos that we really loved, and give people the costume of the week. We're who, also who owned the week, who lost the week, yeah. um, and we're also going to be doing something called the uh, heel face meter, which we'll get some more of that together as we get moving. But really, that'll debut with our Royal Rumble episode when we actually have a lot of heels and a lot of faces out together and we can talk about, you know, some of the people and where they stack up here going into the year. Um, having said all of that, Jen. Yeah. You ready to get going? I was born ready. Give me a rundown of January 4th, 1992. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So the thing about the first two weeks of January is that it's promo heavy, not match heavy. Lots of promos. Okay. Promos on top of promos. And the matches are whatever. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, so we see in the ring um, Piper versus the Brooklyn Brawler for the... Um, wait. Was he the... Was he the Intercontinental Champion? Um, Piper? Well, let's get started here. Now, let's, let's backtrack. Oh, so man. January 4th was filmed on December 4th. Right, well, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was filmed December 4th in Austin, and so was the next one, too, the January right. 11th. That's true. Okay, yeah, so we see um, Roddy Piper, you know, with the Brooklyn Brawler, and then everything is a jobber match. We see British Bulldog, uh, the Mountie, the Beverly Brothers, and the Undertaker. Those are who we, we see wrestle Do we see in this first decent one. matches, good matches? What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing that, one of the things that stuck out to me was Piper's sleeper hold. Okay. Um, because that's not something you see a lot. Usually every time you see a sleeper hold, you're just waiting for the opponent to, you know, raise his hand and come back to life from the depths of sleep that he was put <laughs> into. So it's kind of like fun to actually see one. Because didn't Stone Cold debut with a sleeper hold? Wasn't that his finisher? No, it was a million dollar dream. You yeah, but wasn't it a time. sleeper? Like It's kind of a sleeper. I think it's more like a reverse. I mean, it's the million dollar man's it. hold. But it's, it's not it's not a traditional sleeper. It's called the million oh, okay. dollar dream. But it does, it does put a put a person to sleep. But it's not yes, a sleeper hold. Okay, it's okay. not specifically okay. the same sleeper hold that we see. So then a lot. Piper really is the only person I've seen that I can think of who actually does a sleeper hold that puts somebody to sleep, rather than it just being like a tool to get the crowd wild to watch this person. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Also, Undertaker, you just see that jobber standing there, and you're like, oh shit, man, you're gonna, you're going in the body bag. Yeah, 
so not great. No. Not a huge fan. <laughs> not of, the best. Of putting people in the body bags, right? I mean, that's not. I both love and hate it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very, it's disturbing. But I, but now it's to the point where when you see him coming, I just feel like this guy's getting in the bag, you know. He's yeah, gonna, it, it's not great. It's not great. Gonna be carried out in a bag. Yeah, it's 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 not great. And the other things we had on this time, so I mean, these if you look, you know, we we um, have been using a couple different websites as well as actually watching everything. I mean, when you watch the matches, it's it's tough because they're really short. They're a couple minutes a piece at best. Uh, they're quick hits. Yeah, they're just basically showcasing these stars rather than it actually being a a match between two people. Like, they're right. just, you know, showcasing these wrestlers. And also, on that note, watching them on YouTube is rough. This this sounds a little crazy. It's yeah. blurry. It feels like you're watching TV from 1962. <laughs> like For those that know, it feels like you're watching a tape, which is obviously what it is. And when you see some of this stuff, like, in, in a couple weeks here, we'll be talking about, a, um, it's called Saturday Night's Main Event. And it's jarring to see uh, YouTube superstars and then go right to Saturday Night Main Event with the same people at the same time. Be like, wow, this is really different. Like the these, quality is amped yeah, up. The yeah, the quality is. is it's like watching great. this is what is like watching a well loved VHS tape that you've mm-hmm. <laughs> watched like twenty times. So, yeah, um, the other, fun stuff. The other thing we had here, we had a lot of promos, 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 promos. Yeah, promos. this is basically all about the promos. So, if you didn't know, there's a 30-man Royal Rumble barreling down in front of oh, you didn't the viewing know? audience. Well, a little early for that. But it's coming down the, the the viewing audience here. And when it gets here, we've got a lot of people vying for this, this win. Now, under normal circumstances, the Royal Rumble, as we all know, and as we'll be touching on in our next episode has a very specific set of rules. Um, some of these rules are going to get tweaked. Some of them are going to get changed a little. But you are vying for a shot at the title at WrestleMania. Yeah. This specific one, because of the shenanigans we mentioned in our opening episode here, which was our 91 recap. Our preseason, which we'll, we may or may not release at some point. Yeah. Um, we mentioned that because of the last or Tuesday in Texas and... The Survivor Series, where Taker had got the title from Hogan with Flair's help, then lost the title back to Hogan. All of that shenanigans, the president of the WWF. Are you, are you talking about Jack Tunney? Mr. Jack Tunney. Well, every time he comes out, you know, some shenanigans are about to go down. Some bullshit's about to take place. Well, he decreed that... I do decree. Okay. Everyone gets the chance to go for the WWF title. So the winner of the Rumble is going to have the title. And then... It's only fair. Only fair. The only thing that makes sense Mm -hmm. in this world. And then apparently he's going to pick someone, you know, spoiler alert, then he's going to pick someone to be the um, number one contender, which is just not how any of this is supposed to go, but this is where we are. And so we'll we'll accept it. So I can't wait till we get to the press conference. Ugh, it's not this episode, but... It's pretty good. It's my favorite. And so... We had a lot of promos. Um, yeah, every- everybody wants their shot. Everybody's give, ripping off their best promo. Everybody's doing their best thing. Jen, who do you who do you feel mm. kind of won this little week? Who had the best hair? Who had the best mullet? Give me a rundown. What do you think? 
you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to give it to a newcomer who we haven't even seen wrestle yet. Who's that? His name is Chris Chavez. Who's that? He's a Native American man. He hangs out by the Black River. He's very intense. I don't know, by the way, if you can hear the rain. There is absolutely pouring outside of our window right now. So if you... Um, oh my God. Tatanka... Tatanka's promos before he... They're, they're great. He's on a river. He's yelling about how he will become this river. He is. He's coming in hot. Okay. He's coming in hot. And I'm here for it. So that is who you would say is your winner of the week? You know, I think so. I mean... Who do you think is the winner of the week? I mean, I feel like it's just real promo heavy. Um... With just people yelling about how they want their chance at the belt. You know, Hogan Hogan wants it. He's bringing his double-decker stretcher for Flair and Mr. Perfect. Flair wants it. Um, Macho Man wants it. Um, Jake wants it. And also has announced that he's aligned with The Undertaker. Because they have decided that it doesn't really matter which one of them win. But either of them would be better than the 28 people coming in. So, you know, that's that's going to be rough. Because I, those are two men I wouldn't want to screw with. Because, you know, body bags and snakes. Would you say at this point, like in this episode, was there anyone specifically that they're pushing the most, do you think? I mean, Flair, right? Is that... Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flair and Perfect, really, they're, they're, they're buttering that up a lot. They're laying that on a lot. Yeah, they are. It's also... I find this both good and bad watching these in hindsight knowing what happens because it's almost like you're going to pick out like what you know is going to happen, right? So am I watching this saying, oh, they're really pushing Flair, they're pushing Flair because I know what's going to happen with Flair or is it that, I, would I have picked that up anyway? I, I don't know, but they are really pushing Flair and Perfect and Perfect's beautiful tracksuit. Um, the executive consultant. Uh, he is an executive consultant. <laughs> You know, I don't know. Has he wrestled since SummerSlam, Mr. Perfect? I don't think he has. Um, no, I don't think so. I think, like, in real life, I think he's he's hurt or something. Yeah, I think like he hurt his back. Um, um, yeah, which is a shame because he's one of my favorite wrestlers. But, uh, yeah, they really are pushing Flair. Um, I'd say it's mostly Flair, Hogan, Macho, and Jake that you see. Hacksaw Jim Doggan. He's got a lot of promos. Hacksaw Jim Duggan has a lot of promos. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He does. I mean, I mean that, is, that is a thing that happens. That's a thing. So, he's got a piece of wood. He crosses his eyes. He always has his piece of wood. He's, 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 he's a vibe. Well, he's also, he's also right now kind of aligned with Sergeant Slaughter. They have like a tag team thing happening. Yeah. I mean, it's coming off of last year with Sergeant it's what Slaughter it is. burning flags and... Fighting Hulk Hogan and all sorts of stuff. Could you imagine if they had... No. Like now? No. Burning flags? No. Like people would riot. People wouldn't be happy, I'll say that. I, I mean, people wouldn't be... I, I'm, the shit they got away with 30 years ago between slapping women and at one point... Not during the, the superstars, it was during the, the primetime clip. Like it's like a round table where all, they all sit and talk. Bobby Heenan says that 
Jake should have, the only mistake Jake made was not slapping Elizabeth before the wedding so then they wouldn't have got married at all. Like who, you can't say that shit now. No. You can't. And I'm not laughing at like violence towards women. I mean, we know she was involved in the planning and everything. Like, so it's not, it's all kayfabe. But like, what? Like, we couldn't do this now. Guys, what is happening? It's a lot. So we're going to go now, move on to the other superstars we watched, also coincidentally filmed on December 4th. And this aired on January 11th. So again, we had these episodes filmed shortly after, I believe shortly after this Tuesday in Texas, or Tuesday in Texas, which happened at the end of 91. So we're just getting drips and drabs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're getting a lot of... Uh... And everything's moving definitely with the... Sorry, Jan, but everything's moving definitely with the promos. Because the promos is what's pushing the storyline. And the way that they're running these episodes is you're getting these minute clips, two-minute clips, like you said, showcasing who the people are. Um, but it's all just hype videos, because then it's immediately going into people screaming about how they're going to beat up other people at the Royal Rumble. So you're really just, you're, you're yeah. getting no meat on the bone. You're you're getting chicken, but you're like, man, this is just not, there's nothing here. Like, I don't know no, what they're these just, wings are. They're trying to just get you to order the Royal Rumble, is what yeah. they're doing. There's just Royal Rumble updates, and then there's promos, and then during the match, there's these little promos that sweep in. Like, it's just... And, and, that's, and that's how this is going to be for a little while, which is why we're trying to get our sea legs here and... Hopefully you guys uh, find some of the stuff unapologetically just genuine. Like, this is just what time was back then. This was okay. Like, Well, that's the whole nostalgia yeah. piece, right? Like, yeah, you watch this, you're like, holy shit, this is what we used to watch. And yeah. it's so silly. This and was, also... This was on in the morning, and you were like, this is it. You know, or it was out of the afternoon, and you're like, this is it. And you're turning on your TV, and your options were like this, or like, you know... An episode of whatever other TV show that would that would have been on on a Saturday. I mean, this is nothing, you know. Well, yeah, like whatever cartoon that the, you didn't. You know. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's nothing. They're like, they're, it, we're in this like like wasteland, and if you missed it, you missed it. If you didn't, believe me, they're gonna tell you all about what's coming next. So I mean, you do have the opportunity to get on board. And if you miss the first promo in the beginning of the episode, there'll most likely be another one. Towards the end. It's, especially episode. if it's, yeah, like a Flair or a Hogan type. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So what's our rundown here for the matches on this one? Well, we got a, as we just, well, first of all, the commentators on these, both of them, are um, Vince and Mr. Perfect. I don't think I mentioned With that. With green screens. Let's be real. They, yeah, they are definitely on green screens. That's, that's true. <laughs> it is beautiful. It's everything you need it to be. Um... Yeah, but how do you... I, I like Mr. Perfect as a commentator. Oh, how, do you, I, how do you feel about him? I like him as a commentator right now, you know, and, and we'll we'll kind of... We'll, we'll have that for our end of the year rankings, too. I mean, I enjoy him as a commentator. It's it's tough, though, because I do like him as a wrestler. So it's one of those things where he's good in this role. He's good as the color guy. Is he my favorite color guy? No. Um, yeah, but is he serviceable? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd much rather see his ankles in the ring, though. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm just happy to have him at all, because he's not yeah. around that, that long. But um, in here, he's not around here that long. Anyway, okay, so the matches that we have are a Slaughter Duggan outfit versus Jobbers, one of them being Barry Horowitz. Um, hey, Barry. We get to see IRS, the Matador, the Natural Disasters, and they show the entire... Exchange from this Tuesday in Texas. 
between Jake the Snake, you know, when he like hits Elizabeth and tortures Majo for a while. They show this like whole thing, so they do a huge recap on that, which is so it's very so crazy. you know. But like we were mentioning before, um, we started all of this, and in our first episode, our January ninety one recap, we we're going to be covering this because, or in our nineteen ninety one recap, because this was one of the matches and angles and things we found was the best last year. Uh, that the Jake the Snake Macho feud is just it's just levels on levels because in real life and again I hate to do that with all of this because this is fantasy but IRL IRL if you think about like a real life work environment like here's some people that are working to like get over the crowd and do things and stuff but like here's literally a man that bit you with like had a snake bite you that made you hospitalized and will eventually end up slapping your real life wife in a ring. That's a lot. That's a lot. You're putting a lot on the line here. Like that's a really big, it's a little bit different than, can you even imagine? Like, <laughs> than the Hulkamaniacs so eating their vitamins and hawking, you know, but, stuff. It's a lot. And then I mean, after really... he slaps her in the ring, his promos are like him just dripping in snake sweat, like Jake snake sweat, being like, it felt so good when I slapped your wife in the face. Like, nothing felt better. I would, he literally says, I would pay to do it again. To do it again. It felt so good. Like, oh, it's, and, and it's, it's like, so and it's like, again, so, you know, when you, when you think about all this stuff and we're watching all this stuff and, and this has to be for you guys too, it has to be the same thing. There's certain characters you gravitate more towards. You like the heels, you like the faces or people you like. But if you're just a kid and you're just watching this and just here's this man that's just like this is the '90s, like coming yeah. off coming off the '80s into the '90s, like and there's certain things abuse and stuff was not really talked about all that much, like in the media. So it's like, yo, you probably knew an uncle that was maybe beaten on a white, like 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 an aunt or something, like it, it just Jake the Snake gave wild, like this just got dark. This got really dark. But I did read um, an article where, and I forget where, um, they were practicing this in a hotel room. Like, Jake and Elizabeth and, you know, Match was there. Where he just slaps her and she, like, falls on the bed. So it's not, I mean, knowing that and that she was in on it and it was fine. Like, obviously she's in on it. But, like, yeah. the, the visual of them all together in, like, a Motel 6 hotel room with a snake in a bathtub in the bathroom. Maybe. Possibly. I'm not sure. Like... It's just, it makes it funny to me and not, I know it's dark, but it makes it like something I can laugh at and talk about and be like, I love this storyline. I think it's. But on one side, on one side we have, you know, guys like, that are still around, guys like the Ultimate Warrior or Sergeant Slaughter or Hulk Hogan or even Roddy Piper. You got Bret Hart. You got these, these characters that are, I wouldn't call them all wholesome per se, but like maybe you'd kind of want to like. I don't know, as a kid, like, have the figures and emulate them, and like, here's Jake the Snake, here's the Undertaker putting people in body bags, like, there's a lot of dark stuff, and yeah. it's it's really, when you rewatch it, you're like, man, that was really dark. Yeah, and it's funny. Really dark. It's funny, because it's like, that's allowed to exist, we're allowed to beat women, and I mean, Jake's stuff with that snake, even earlier in 1991, like... He has a whole thing with Ultimate Warrior and the snake where they're like in a dungeon and he, the snake bites him and he's like, you're going to sleep soon. Like it's so much with that snake and death and and <laughs> women beating. But like at the time, 
Vince is like super opposed to bleeding. So like, if you notice in the later 90s, there's a lot of blood and stuff in some of these matches. Guys get cut a lot or, you know, cut themselves. But it doesn't really happen back then. So it's weird where the line is drawn. Like, no, 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 we can't see any blood. And I think like, I don't know the exact thing. I'll, I'll look it up. But I think Flair was fined because he cut himself at a match. I don't, you know, around this time. But, no, it's fine. We can beat women. Yeah. They, they, that is Bizarre. fine. Yeah. That is fine. But we, we cannot see any of your blood. So I find that just, it's very contradictory to me. And like where the line is drawn, it just, yeah. it, it doesn't seem to make sense. But, hey, I am here for all this ridiculousness anyway. Did we have more promos? Did we ever have more promos? And speaking of Macho and Jake, I really enjoyed Jake the Snake's promo in this episode. Because at the end, he goes, Hey, Macho. Hey, Savage. How's Elizabeth? <laughs> it's so good. And again, this was, this was all done December 4th, so he's cutting that day after Tuesday in Texas, right? Uh, you don't know when these promos are cut and true, it aired. True. You know, it wasn't like a live... All the other stuff is true. true. And I'm true. sure some of these, you know, so... So, I don't know when, but a lot of the promos seem to be for that uh, main event show, too. Oh, really? They were or, or, or they're for, um, a Boston, for the Rumble. Was that in the Boston Garden? The Royal Rumble? The main event. That stuff's in that February, though? They're already doing that now with the Royal Rumble? I thought they were doing Royal Rumble promos, too. I think they're doing both. But, yeah, I mean, they are doing Rumble promos, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we also have We have Sid in the barber in the barbershop. Announcing he's back, right? Yeah, he's he's back. Um we got Flair coming at Hogan on promos. We got Hogan coming at Flair in promos. Just a lot of promos, just promos, promos, promos. Uh-huh. Flair's in the funeral parlor. I'm gonna go ahead and say that for these two episodes, because then we're gonna get into what we what we're gonna dub here in this episode first episode our bonus content which our bonus content is just going to be things that we find that happened along the way that maybe we don't have a full episode maybe they weren't on a full thing um but you'll understand why it's bonus content um i think that like my for these two episodes Mm -hmm. because really you know it's just promos my Match of the week is probably just going to go to IRS because when you have these kind of matches, like I just enjoy, I always enjoy IRS match. He comes out, He's quickly good. yells at the crowd, yeah. which that's going to be adopted by other wrestlers later on to just, you know, bark at the crowd and stuff like that in this this fashion. Comes out fully decked to the nines, puts on a quick little show, and he wins. Um, okay. I love IRS matches. And I'm going to give the hair of the week to the man that I'm going to keep yelling at. What color is his hair for real? The icon, Ric Flair. Oh. <laughs> He's just, I'm going to give him hair. Like, I'm not, not going to do mullet because that's going to be on the end, right? I feel like we could agree that that's going to be... Does he have a mullet? Huge. I don't really feel like he does. No, I'm I, just going to give him hair. I feel like it's, it's, it's on the borderline of a mullet, but... Because you just keep yelling at the TV, like, what color is that? Is it white? Is it blonde? I don't know what that is. Is it white blonde? Because I'm going to put the <laughs> two of them together. I'm going to say that the costume of the week is definitely the executive consultant, Mr. Perfect. Like, we were talking... When we were re-watching this, we were talking, and I just said, and especially if you guys do this too, and if you're of a certain age, I said, I could feel 
the clothing, like what that fab, like that, what that, that, that windbreaker, windbreaker fab, feels like yeah. on your, like just watching Mr. Perfect. I'm like your outfit. I can like feel your outfit on my body. Doesn't it? The, doesn't it make you want a windbreaker? That, like, paper mache <sighs> kind of like weird feeling of the windbreak. Where it's it makes like, me want a windbreaker again. Yeah, it's I just think like, that they're. Man. I think they're back. I think we could do this. I think I we think can they, wear. They circle yeah. back and forth and back and forth. But I don't know. I mean, if I get one, it's got to be like Mr. I, I mean, he's got the fan. He's got the whole thing. So I'm gonna say and the little ponytail. Mr. Perfect takes the. Um, I'm gonna give him the clothes, you know, clothing of the week, and I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the hair of the week right now for these two episodes just to Ric Flair. Okay. Okay. Because the rest of it's all gonna go to our bonus content here. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, right? <clears throat> Is the bonus content. What do you think? Do you, do you think we can put a ball on this? Do you think we're gonna pin on this? You want to agree, or is there someone else you want to nominate? Um, I just have one more thing to say. Okay. I just need you to know that in this second episode, mm-hmm. we see a drum circle. It's around a fire. I know. It's Native American Tatanka. It's and someone around. vows to bring the sacred wisdom of the Indian nation back to its rightful place. It's Native American Tatanka. He's coming. I don't understand what that has to do with wrestling. Everything. Okay. Um, yeah, I just had a, I had a, it is... If you don't watch anything else from these episodes, please just look up Tatanka's original promos. It is, oh my god! It's so Pro- good. Probably some of the best parts of those promos is you know we were saying this too, like having rewatched you know ninety two to ninety nine. It's like when you're watching the other people get introduced, you forget that this is always how it was done. So it's kind of jarring when, yeah. when people don't hit, and you're like, oh, because it's like, oh, Tatanka, like yeah. This is how this was done. This is how you hype someone up because you never saw them. They were wrestling at house shows, but you didn't know anything about them. They didn't just start by cutting these videos. It's like, we're going to cut these videos, then we're going to start putting them in. So then when you get your big TV debut, like people have an idea who you are. Whereas like those, you're already wrestling. They You're already hired. You're just not right, right. out there. So it's really interesting the levels of these go. But I also love that they... they- his promos are his... He doesn't call himself Tatanka until he makes his, like, TV right, debut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Chris Chavez, which I'm like, that's so funny to me. I don't know, because you never hear him called that once he is a wrestler. Even though, you know, that that's his name, obviously. But anyway. So... That's it. Our bonus content of this episode, this first... Yeah, well, this wins all of my... Release. All of my things. Well... Like, all of my... We'll start, but there is a primetime clip, which is Vince, Bobby, and Perfect. Yeah. There's also a match with um, Jim Duggan in that, but we... Didn't really. Yeah, I mean. We just kind of squeaked over. We that. enjoy you, Jim. It's there. We enjoy your matches. It's it's that older school wrestling. It's that other thing it. where I know that that storyline's not really going anywhere, so yeah. I really don't feel it. So we had a prime time clip with Vince, Bobby, and Perfect. Um, they would sit around as if they were sports reporters and and people going through and talking about nothing. Nothing is better to me than this than people sitting around talking about something that's predetermined. It is literally it's not predetermined. Okay, it is my favorite thing. It's just like the press conferences where there's like real news media talking about WrestleMania. It is nothing makes me happier in wow. these in these old these old wrestling situations, and this is great. So we had that primetime clip. Yeah. And again, just it's out there. It's part of the bonus content. Some of this bonus content is going to be better than others. I think this is on Daily Motion. I think so. Too. Just like the bar the the barbershop clip. And of know. course, the barbershop. So. Yeah. January 12th, there's a clip mm-hmm. that's aired mm-hmm. on primetime. Yeah. 
Or wrestling challenge, I'm sorry. Wrestling challenge. And all of that's not necessarily available. So hopefully one day... So it is on daily... Well, oh, you mean the whole episode of wrestling challenge. Yeah, the whole sorry. episode of wrestling challenge. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we couldn't find it. Yeah, we. I mean, we couldn't. Maybe it'll be available. Maybe coming up in the next two weeks or something, it might get available because of just the notoriety of this incident. So this is... <laughs> it was 30 years ago. Crazy. 30 years ago. The barbershop incident. So I just want to say one thing about this. If you look up barbershop incident on YouTube, you find... Very easily, like, a two-minute clip. If you go on a deep dive and just kind of do, like, a search for Rocker's Breakup, there is, like, a seven-minute clip on Daily Motion, and that is the full barbershop scene. It's not just the end of the clip. And I think it's worth it to see the whole scene. That's all. I just, I felt like that was important. I agree, because it really puts the context. Now, um, again, I know we keep mentioning that first episode that, that came out, the 91 in review, Part of what we were saying in 91, a lot of very thick, big old buttered roll. Ooh. Just keep putting more butter. Too much butter? Or... I mean, we'd seen a couple Rockers matches where things didn't just... Things didn't play out the way that they normally would play out, right? I mean, these are tag team specialists, Pat. I know. And we'd be in spots where, you know, Sean wouldn't tag in Marty or... Why wouldn't he tag in Marty? I don't know. We don't know. But Bobby kept saying that there's something going on. There's something going on. Check yeah, out no, the they've been, um, they've there's been, been a few months. They've for been a few months. Pretty thick. There, there yeah. was a Shawn Michaels Ric Flair one on one match. Mm-hmm. And in that match, Shawn Michaels, I believe, knocked himself out or Ric Flair knocked him out. Like I think he, he gets thrown into like the. Thrown um, to a, or the what is that? That, that barrier the between barrier. the. Yeah, and he like hits his head and he's out Which, cold. Coincidentally, know. he'll do a lot later on and never really suffer this level of damage but he was knocked Same. out i mean anything can happen uh <laughs> so marty did come out attempting to you know aid him attempting to help him and but did he really and this is my whole thing okay with this All did right. he really attempt to help him would you okay your friend outside of a wrestling ring with rick flair doing pretty good you know he didn't come out with him in the first place even though flair came out with perfect right he gets knocked out you come out quote-unquote, to help him because you care about his well-being. Okay. You pick up his lifeless body and roll him back in the ring. And that is where I'm like, that's not what (laughs) you would do to your friend. You would probably be like, I need a stretcher. We need to call this match. You know... Guy is literally unconscious. I have to pick his deadweight, lifeless body up and roll him in. You know, the thing about it is you say that... I do. As if... That's gospel. I don't know. I think he was trying to help his friend. You know, he asked the ref multiple times, "Hey, like, hold the count. Like, let's let's give this guy a chance." Did he? He might have. Um, yeah. I'm gonna say I think it's intentionally blurry. Okay. That you you know. I think there's a lot of ambiguity here. But they were they've been playing this up for weeks, uh, months, months, months. So, so in the promos, Sean will talk over Marty. He'll say, "I got this," or like, you know, you could tell Sean's starting to. Now, win. there's conflicting. Stories about the backstage stuff about this, and, and I think we'll get into more of the backstage stuff down the line because right now we really want to focus on the incident because this is so horrifying and so shocking <laughs> to so much of the youth of America um, that's watching all of this. So, for those that don't know, um, right now we have a couple different segments, a couple different set pieces that help with promos, one of them being the funeral parlor, which is also glorious. And I feel like that's a little bit on the, excuse a little on the newer side, whereas the barbershop is kind of like an older gimmick because it's Brutus the Barber Beefcake. It's a little bit of an older 
wrestler here in the time right. that we're going into. I think Taker's only been there like a year. Yeah. So at this point. And so at the barbershop, Brutus comes out in what can only be described as a man that needed like, I don't know, <laughs> 10 I- looms of cotton clothing or spandex and he only has like two so like he is just wearing when you see him from the side <laughs> he's wearing what every 90s like female stripper wore <laughs> like when they came out and they're like here comes candy and like she comes out and like this, this wild like spandex spiderweb thing you can see all her legs and like that's brutus and you're like okay we're here he is a beefcake i he mean is. he's <laughs> And then he brings out Marty. His outfit is, I mean, honestly. And Sean. And And what's Marty wearing? Marty is wearing what I believe Marty always wears. um, Still to this day. Through an airport. In life. Through whatever he, if he could have had rolled up cigarettes in his left arm, like underneath his, like on his shirt, he would have. Um, He looks like he was, he's been out living his best life. Um, Tight. Tight clothes, acid wash jeans, and a red this t shirt. Yeah, he's like, like, you know, I'm just here. I just, I got this stuff at Kmart. Like I'm here. Like, like you know, he's definitely driving around in like a rented, you know, Ford Taurus or something. (laughs) And then what is Sean wearing? Sean is in all black. Okay. He got these like crazy black cowboy boots on. Mm -hmm. He's got these black. I don't know. They're kind of like what were those pants called that are kind of like. Pleather? No. They're like the 90, like, MC Hammer type of, like, like pleated oh, okay. type like pants. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a leather jacket, black leather jacket on, half zipped, no shirt underneath. He's got the earrings out, too. Like, he's just dangling. Marty has an earring, too, but the thing is, it's on the, it's not on the side that the camera's on. And Sean's earring, they kind of do, like, a close-up on. Like, if you... And if... he's got, like, chest hair out, and he never has chest hair, really. So, so guys... So that's kind of... Think about it like this. Like, if you're at a barbecue and you're looking around with your family and here's, like, two, two of your cousins. <laughs> so, Marty is most likely to get you an eight ball of Coke. And Sean is most likely to get you in a bar fight but maybe get you late. Right? That's, like, the vibe. Sean is out here, like, in a I'm going out right now just... Are they brothers, these cousins? Because I'm picturing them as kind of, like, brothers. They could be, or they're like, there's like Irish cousins, or so they're very close in age. Like, they grew up together. But right, clearly, right, right. Okay. clearly, wherever they were, they're about to split apart. And it's like, Marty... And they're getting into trouble. Yeah. Marty's gonna get you arrested in Tampa. Spoiler uh-huh. alert, Marty. Yeah. And, uh... And Sean's just out here, like, parading around, like, in his brand new clothes. He's like, look at me. Like, I'm gonna go get all the girls. Yeah. Like, He's gonna fuck with, like, just, maybe a Marine's girlfriend or something. You just see, like... Get you beat up. The divergent paths just in their clothing, uh, let alone in their in their speech. So... Yeah, it's good, because he comes... I mean, the all black and, like, the the hairy chest. It just... It's it's an energy we haven't seen from Sean like before. Like, if you are and sad good. and depressed, you're gonna want to go <laughs> hang out at Marty's table. Whereas, if you are, like... You're ready for a good time. Yeah, if you're ready to have a good time, then you're going to hang out with uh, with Sean. Because, I mean, he's going out. Like, what, what, he's a party, and Marty is, like, a personal, like, right. let's go do live. But he's also kind of a... You can tell he's kind of a dick, right? So Oh, yeah. Well, like, you got to try... Like, you got to kind of, like, get... Like, it's almost like you have to... Oh, you want me to get the beer or whatever? You got to do something with yeah. Sean? Whereas Marty's just like, yeah, man, like, this is what's going on. Like, I can't guarantee that we're not going to get to a barroom brawl. Right. You know, but, like, this right. is where we are. And that's the energy they have. And when you see that, and you look through that lens to be like, man, 
Okay, so what's going to go down? They're what definitely goes down? You're going to be in a Camaro either way. What? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But one of them is like running on fumes and making really weird noises from the muffler. And then the other one is like perfectly pristine and just came through the car wash. Right, And right. maybe you're like stuck, jammed in the back seat because there's like a random, you know, stripper being brought in for her shift. Like that's the Shawn Michaels car. Like you're stuck in the back as he's bringing in the stripper to the shift. Who's the stripper? Anybody. Because he's just out here. He's just driving strippers around now? Yes. Now he's just a valet for a stripper? Because he's, just, he's out of control. Like, his clothing. He looks like he wants to be a pimp, but, like, also... A pimp? Yeah, he's just got this, like, I'm a bad boy. Yeah, he looks like he's going to jump on, like, me. a motorcycle. Yeah, like, know. come to party. Whereas Marty's like, I've been partying. I mean, if you want to talk about pimps, I feel like Macho Man looks like an actual well, pimp. Yes, but that's... Maybe he's driving Brutus to his strip, his stripping job. Maybe. Because, well, I mean, the way he goes... <laughs> So he might, he might. So Brutus sets the table and asks the rockers, how are things going? And what happens, Jen? Well, Sean takes a mic and says, guys, rockers are doing great. I don't know what all this bullshit's about. He doesn't say bullshit, but he basically, he says they're doing great. Not to worry. The rockers are, you know, tag team specialists. You know, they're, they're, they're just doing wonderful. And Marty takes the mic and says, listen, don't lie to these people. The rockers are not doing great. We're not. There's problems in, in rocker paradise. Yeah. And then he starts bringing up um, a time that he went to tag Sean and Sean's flirting with a girl in the crowd. True. Sean says, what can I do? Chicks dig me. Mm-hmm. Marty says, that's fine. But also, there was a time you did this and a time you did that. And Sean's like, what, are we going to pass blame back and forth? Is that what we're doing? And then he brings up a time that Marty screwed him. Mm-hmm. And he brings up the whole Ric Flair thing. And, you know, he makes sure to say, you didn't get a chance to to wrestle Ric Flair. I did. You know, that was me who got to do that. He calls himself the captain of the Rockers. And Marty says, I thought we made all these decisions together. There's no captain of the Rockers, you know. So they have this whole discussion. It's pretty good. And this is why you need to find the seven-minute clip. Because it's, it's good, right? So then what Marty says, he's like, listen, I'm going to turn around. If you want out, leave. When I turn around, you won't be here. But I'm just going to turn my back. If you're still here, then we're going we're gonna to do this together as rockers. If you're not here, it's over. Turns what? around. What does Sean do? He stays. Yeah. He stays. Makes sense. Yeah. It's great. They hug. They hold their arms up. Mm-hmm. Everybody cheers. Brutus kind of clears the area. Uh, Brutus, I feel like, has a strange feeling. First of all, he wants to give them space as friends. Yeah. Also, I think he has a feeling. I think he has a feeling some shit may go down. So what happens next? Well, hold on. Back up. Is any So this is playing out in front of you. But remember, um, there's no thing on the bottom that says this is live. Oh, that doesn't happen back then. Well, I say that because our narrators are Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. So what is Bobby the Brain Heenan saying about all of this up to this point? Oh, he's just saying um, they need each other. They're like Laverne and Shirley. They, oh, one without the other isn't going to work. They just have to stay together, right? Right. But before that, he's also saying there was was trouble. And then when it seems like they're going to be together, then they need each other, blah, 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 blah. Does Bobby the Brain Heenan seem like he has a goldfish memory, yes or no? Go. Yes. Okay. 
So, <laughs> in one breath, in one breath, in one run-on sentence says, they need each other. I knew they need each other. I've told you that. They need each other. And then, spoiler alert, Sean turns, kicks Marty in the face. Crescent kick. Looks pretty snug. Think he really kicked him pretty hard. Mm. They both admit, like, Sean admits that he kicked him pretty hard. And Marty says, he kicked me pretty hard. Anyway, kicks him in the face. And as Bobby Heenan is saying, see, they need each other. He continues the sentence to say, oh, I knew he was going to do that. I just knew it. I <laughs> Gives him a super kick on this small little set. Yeah. Just boom. Super kick. Oh, super kick. Then he picks him up. By his hair. And throws him through the barber shop. Yeah, he like yells window. something in his face. And then throws him through the window. Yes. Then, fixes the collar on his jacket and just stands there with his little smirk on his face. While children are screaming, horrified in the audience. People are Oh, people are crying. I mean, people are very upset. And then he takes him out of the window, throws him on the ground, and kicks him. Then Brutus runs over, kind of shoes him away a little bit. He takes a magazine that has, like... The article that says, is there, you know, the rockers. So, like, Sean's on one trouble side. Trouble rockers, yeah. yeah. trouble rockers. Sean's on one side, Marty's on the other in the magazine. He rips it in half, and he throws the half of Marty at him. And he's like, there's no trouble with the rockers. Kind of laughs, and then walks off stage. Then, they show Marty and Brutus, who's tending to Marty, and Marty is just covered gotcha. in blood. Yeah. Actually covered, like, and you know, really, like, kind of a lot of blood, which was not typical back then to see that. And... That was the end of the Rockers. That was the beginning. Best heel turn ever. Possibly. 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 It's up, up there. there. Top it's five. There. Top five heel turn. That was the end of the Rockers, the beginning of Shawn Michaels' solo career, and what ends up being the end of Marty Jannetty as we know him. Um, Shawn Michaels is going to be a massive player from here on out. Before, he was rocking it with his buddy. And now... Rocking and rolling. Working his way to become the heartbreak kid. His finishing move, the crescent kick. The side kick. The crescent? Is that, is that what that's called? That's what they were calling it, yeah. The super kick is really what they, mm. you know, what I think they settle on. That's kind of what but I've heard. If you guys do one thing, and one thing only, go watch this clip. Enjoy this yeah, clip. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling we're going to be retweeting it, putting it on our socials when it happens, putting links to it, and other people will too. I know the New Day in the WWF now, they did a version of it. I mean, everybody does it. They, like, they redid it, yeah. It's such a it's such a iconic thing if you were there. Like, it's one of those if-you-know-you-know you know type things because a lot of people know Shawn Michaels or were introduced to Shawn Michaels, at least in the mid-90s, earlier 90s, as that singles guy. And he is a singles guy. He does do tag team stuff, but he was a singles guy. Um, similar to Bret Hart. Like, Bret Hart in the 80s was part of the Hart Foundation, and that's where he was, and that's what he was doing. And now, at this point, he's the IC, he's the IC champ. Yeah. And they together, have a pretty similar trajectory, in the, right. at least in the beginning, too. Because I think Bret just left his... Tag team, yeah. Yeah, like, back in, you know, 91. So, it's it's right. similar. It's I a think, similar like, trajectory. right around... Yeah, I think right around Survivor Series or something. So... Although, I think he just becomes a singles guy. I don't think he, like, you know, throws Nightheart through a window. Or... No. Well, I mean, <laughs> you throw Nightheart through a window. Like, <laughs> I'm not, not gonna. Yeah, I won't. I'm not, not gonna do it. That's not That's not gonna fly with anybody, but... Uh, do you remember seeing this clip as a kid? 
I remember seeing this clip as a kid probably in like 92 or 93. Probably yeah. one of the things where they re-showed it and I was like, I don't understand what this is because I never knew Shawn Michaels as a good guy. I always knew him as a heel. So yeah. I never knew him as a good guy. Um, I knew him as a good guy when he became crowd favorite. Like when he became heel, like a face. But yeah. not like when he... not when Like he, he when he becomes a face like in 95 and stuff when he... He yeah. still acts the same, but people love him type thing. Yeah. Or some people love him. But, and, you know, obviously, the the different iterations, you can't not, you know, be ent- be entertained. So right? I had this clip on a VHS tape, and thinking back, I do think it was one of the things where it was, like, them just re-showing it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, like, a live thing, because I don't really think I was too invested in wrestling, if at all, at this point. But I did have this clip, and I think it was probably, like, the quicker two-minute clip. I rewatched this shit. Like, so much. Yeah. Because I just thought it was so cool. Like, I remember I would just, like, rewind it and watch it over and over. Which is... But, I mean, this clip, too, is going to be played a lot now coming up because it's, you know, what launches Sean. And, I mean, we're here. We're ready to get started in 92. Barbershop mm-hmm. incident. The barbershop incident has occurred. As we mentioned. It is the most beautiful comment commentary you will ever hear from Bobby Heenan. Because he does say... That Marty jumped through the window in an act of cowardism, which is the most unbelievable thing you'll ever hear anybody say. He literally it... said that <laughs> as you watched him get thrown through the window. <laughs> he gets kicked. He's on the ground. And this kid, you got to see this kick. Like he really, he really kicks him in the face. Like he gets kicked and then he picks him up and throws him through a window. With an act of cowardice. While screaming in his face and grabbing him by the hair. Like, there's nothing... <laughs> there's nothing. So, on, on other weeks, like we mentioned before, um, we're going to try, you know, something different in our approach. Like, we're not going to go through all the matches. We're not going to go through all the stuff. We're here for the storylines. We're here for the fun. Yeah. We're here for the binge-watching experience. Um, in this case, the winner of everything. It just comes from here, right? So... Yeah, the winner of these two weeks. I mean, it the is best just... commentary is Bobby in this this clip because it's just like it, we it said, might be it's his best commentary ever. ever. Like it is so an act of cowardism, and I, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. Gorilla Monsoon yelling back at him with just wild, like you know, somebody break these kids apart. Energy. He's just like, what are you talking? Like he's like, just so are concerned. You like, are you blind? crazy? Yeah. And then you see the close ups of the people in the audience. Like people's hearts are. Are broken. broken. They're broken. They love the Rockers. The Rockers were, you know, really popular, and um, they loved them. But not anymore. And now they hate Sean. And you know, it's funny because I, and I say this too a lot. I, I, I feel bad for Marty, right? Because I feel like he was a good wrestler, and I'm like, man, like, like that sucks. Like, like just how Sean's career just skyrocketed, and then I found out that they're supposed to at Wrestlemania, wrestle, and they're supposed to have this feud. Marty might have gotten arrested, and then might have gotten fired back in January. Well, we'll get there. No, but I'm just saying, like, that happens, and then you never see him again. They do tease a match, like him coming on to a Superstars, never happens, because they never air it, because he got fired. So, I still feel bad for Marty, but I'm like, man, he did have an opportunity to really also be a singles guy. Like, who would have known where this would have gone? Because at the time, the crowd loves Marty and hates Sean because he did this. Yeah. So, I mean, just throwing that out there. I mean, there's a lot here. Oh, so good. And there's just a moment where you see Marty, Sean, 
and the beefcake all together at the barbershop. There's multiple moments, really. What fucking kind of mullet party is that? Well, that's 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 the thing. So, we're the mullet of the week is the the barbershop, the heel turn of the week, <laughs> the money grab of the week, everything. Well, I don't know about money grab, but yeah, abso- everything. Absolutely, because at this point you're like, okay, wait. So the next time I'm going to see all these people is the Royal Rumble. Like, yes, I need yeah. to see what the hell this is all about. I mean, the loser of the week, the coward, Marty Janetti. Cowardly Marty Jannetty. Yeah, cowardly Marty. Like, it's unreal. He gave an interview a couple years ago where he's basically just like, could you imagine if, like, something you did now, people are going to talk about it, like, 30 years from now. Yeah. And it's just like Well, that's a... If you just look up, like, Barbershop Incident, that comes up on YouTube. And, I I mean, it is... It's a little... It's interesting to... It's cool to watch him talk about it. He's also... He's not all with us, but... But it's, it's like, sad and also wild to be like, man. Like, because here he was. Like, he had a whole career before that. And then this happens. Yeah. And then whatever happens in his personal life and company life or whatever, and then he just goes in a different path. And she's like, man. Meanwhile, Shawn Michaels becomes Shawn Michaels. Right? Yeah. Argu- arguably one of the, the best. But. Yeah. It's unreal. Well, apparently they were really having, like. Sure. It, it mirrored their, their real life, you know. But. Relationship. We're going like, to give everything that we got this week and our heel jump to Shawn. To the barbershop. Oh, we get, yeah, he definitely owned the week. Marty definitely lost the week. Costumes was was Brutus and Sean. Like, I don't want to give it to one or the other. I got to give it to both. Like, it was... Well, the unreal. thing about Brutus is that every time I see him, it is just unbelievable. Like, I'm like, this man, like, he takes... It's on par with Macho Man. Like, just how... Persona, in, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just how insane his whole getup is. Sean's is good, though. Like, it, he comes out looking like... A Sith Lord. Like, you're like, no, that guy's that guy's bad now. Like, he, you could tell he's bad. He has this cocky-ass look on his face. He's got this huge smirk. Like, he's just the most arrogant guy. Like, you're like, this guy, he's yeah. bad news. He's bad news bears now. He's bad. Yeah. This is bad. And there's no, there's no question. We just gave you a 20-minute breakdown of a seven-minute clip. And I'm telling you, we didn't even. And it's not enough. It's not we enough. We didn't even. We could go on and on and on about this, and we will as we revisit it in the future because it's going to keep getting shown now in Wrestling Challenge. I think maybe even on the Royal Rumble or on uh, Superstars like on the Rumble. Like they're going to keep showing this clip because this is who Shawn Michaels is now. This is the birth of Shawn Michaels. He was a member of the Rockers with his beautiful mullet and his beautiful clothes and his attitude, and now he's barreling towards becoming the heartbreak kid. In some ways, his mullet gets even better. It, it absolutely does. And this, it gets this, longer this and shorter game, at the same time. His sunglass game oh, gets his on sun, point. It's something. The, the, whole the, the sunglasses are really something. So, we thank you guys for joining us here. Jen, you have anything else you want to put in here? Um, well, as we, uh, not really, except just to, to say that anything is possible in the World Wrestling Federation. Anything can happen is that in like the world a, wrestling. Is that like a slogan? It will be. So you're going to sign off with anything can happen in the world wrestling federation? That's that's what you're going to go with? I think so. I think that I think we need to know that and I think we just saw a perfect example of that. Anything anything can happen, you know. I I heard I heard a king once say something like that. Okay. Guys, we appreciate it. And always remember, Marty ran away in an act of cowardice.